0: Those tasks that might not seem super important by doing them each day, but they definitely add up over time. So you can tell yourself, oh, well, I can work out tomorrow. But if you don't ever do that and you go months and months and months without working out, that's going to be an issue. Same with obviously cleaning your house. Same with journaling, reading, things like that.
1: Real quick, before the episode, I want to give you a gift of 25% off. And that gift actually is from TransUnion Smart Move. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. Because as landlords, we tend to be most concerned with getting paid on time. You might also know that hundreds of thousands of landlords have to deal with the headaches of evicting tenants each year. Evicting a tenant can be painful, costing as much as $10,000 in court costs and legal fees, and take as long as four weeks to complete. What if there's a trusted way to help prevent the headaches of dealing with evicting a tenant? Make the smart move right from the start. Smart Moves' online tenant screening solution can help you quickly understand if you're getting a reliable tenant which will help you avoid potential problems such as non-payment and evictions. For a limited time, listeners of this podcast are invited to try SmartMove tenant screening for 25% off. Here's how SmartMove can help you find your next great tenant. Make a more informed decision with SmartMove's proprietary credit score built specifically for tenant screening, which predicts evictions 15% better than a typical credit score. Reduce non payment risk with Smart Moves Income Insights Report, which enables you to analyze the applicant's income within minutes and determine if additional income verification is needed. Get critical information quickly with a full credit report, criminal background, and eviction history report. With over 5 million screenings completed, SmartMove can help you make a better leasing decision for your rental property. If you own a rental property, SmartMove can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion SmartMove, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast where we only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff today, Friday, and that means it's follow along Friday with us, Theo Hicks. Hello, Theo. Hey, Joe. How you doing today? Doing well and looking forward to talking about some lessons that I learned from the marathon of interviews that I did last week on Thursday. So, as a refresher, best ever listeners, these are lessons that when I interview, I usually interview about nine people on Thursdays. That's why we batch the interviews obviously on one day. And that allows us to be ahead of schedule in the interviews, then also allows me to focus on other things throughout the week, specifically buying apartment communities and making sure they're successfully executed on the business plan. And The way we want to structure today's conversation is talking about some lessons that I learned during those interviews that I did, and these interviews have not aired yet on the podcast. They will air in uh, three to four months or so, so you're getting a preview of some things that are coming up and some takeaways too, some very practical tips, and I'm very excited to talk about what we've got today because we're going from talking about nine ways to stay in touch with your clients, whether you're a real estate agent, whether you're a multifamily syndicator, or whether you're just a fix and flipper or a wholesaler, nine ways to stay in touch with your clients or customers after the closing. We're also gonna talk about some construction tips or a construction tip, as well as something that someone lost $75,000 on and why they lost $75,000 on the deal. And some personal development stuff. So first, let's just kick it off with an interview I did with uh, Tony Ray Baker. Tony Ray is based in Tucson, Arizona, has been a real estate agent for 25 years. And he gave, among other things, nine tips that he uses to stay in touch with his clients after he closes on a transaction with them. And again, these nine tips are really tactics are applicable to not only real estate agents, but apartment investors, wholesalers, fix and flippers, really anyone. So let's go ahead and do the nine quickly. One is he has a black book of vendors. So anytime one of his clients has an issue with their house, then he gives them a list of vendors that he recommends and that he has relationships with. That way they can resolve whatever issue that they have. Two is he and his team are foodies. And as a result, they have restaurant recommendations. So it's more than just real estate related. It's something that him and his team really love food and good food apparently. And they have good recommendations. So thinking about this from your standpoint, when you're thinking through how to implement this in the business, in my standpoint too, what are some things that I'm passionate about that I really like? What are some things that best of listeners that you really like? And how can you make that something valuable you can share with your clients? So I really like concerts. I also am really into chess recently. Just uh, reached out to someone to give me some lessons on some tips, which is another story. But I think there are ways to incorporate what we really enjoy And also make that added value to our clients and our customers or our investors. So Restaurant Rex is the second thing that he gives. But again, that can be personalized based on what you're into. Three, he does snail mail newsletter. And he doesn't talk about real estate. He talks about fun things that he does with his team and places he travels to. And I do a newsletter to my investors and Ashcross investors On a monthly basis, it is a snail mail newsletter where we interview an investor and we also profile certain businesses that our investors have who are entrepreneurs that want to highlight to high net worth individuals that we mail this out to because they're all accredited investors of ours. So this is something that I'm currently doing and I don't know what the ROI is on it, but I can tell you that it seems like it makes a lot of sense. And that's why we do it because it's a way to build a relationship with certainly the investor who we're profiling because we're interviewing them. But then also it's a way to build a relationship or, or stay top of mind in a relevant way, I should say, with the investors who receive it via snail mail. The fourth thing is the email campaign. And by the way, if you are an investor with us and you are not receiving that snail mail newsletter, then you can email info at We'll make sure that you get put on that list or we get your address correct. The fourth thing is an email campaign that he sends out every month to his clients. And this is something that is unique in that it's a dynamic email where you can plug in your mortgage information on the current home that you own and you can determine how quickly you can pay off that mortgage or rather how to pay off the mortgage early and what's it look like? Is it a good time to refinance or not to refinance? So within the email itself, you can do different scenarios and it allows you to see, oh, should I sell? Should I not sell? Should I refinance? Should I pay off mortgage early? And I asked him what program he uses. He said he uses a program called HomeBots, H-O-M-E-B-O-T-S. It's a lender program. So usually agents team up with lenders and they incorporate the service and it is a pay-to-play service. So you can check that out if you are a real estate agent, but just the concept is applicable to anyone and that is having something that's more dynamic in the email itself that can pique curiosity about what that person's situation is currently and then that curiosity could lead to action to drive more business for you. So that's the fourth thing. The fifth thing, and I'm going to go through the rest of them pretty quickly. Talk on the phone at least once a year with his past clients. The six, involve them in a wine club or a pet group. So Tony Ray loves wine and volunteers for some pet organization. So involving them, he didn't really get into details about how they're involved, but I think it's pretty straightforward with wine. They all drink wine together, probably in pet group. I don't know, they volunteer or something together. Six is do appreciation parties. So he talks about how he has people over to his house like once a year, I believe. And he has local bands that come and they all just hang out. So, you know, clearly depends on how much land you have, what your housing setup is, if you're going to host people, but you could certainly rent a place out or do something else like that. Black Book of Vendors 1, Restaurant Rex 2, Snail Mail 3, Email Campaign with Dynamic Info 4, Talk on the Phone 5, Involve Them with a Wine Group or Pet Group 6, Do Appreciation Party 7, Randomly Text Them, if he's thinking about them, eight, and then social media, nine. So those are nine ways to stay in touch with clients or customers after closing. And I thought it was really relevant and certainly it's a lot of interesting tactics.
0: Yeah, that first one, Black Book of Vendors, reminds me of a blog post where we wrote about how to find, I think the blog post about how to find off-market apartment deals and it was talking through different apartment vendors. But the guy in my neighborhood is our landscaper who's like the guy with all the different vendors. If you had an issue, you go to him and he tells you, hey, here's a a pest control person. Here's a contractor that can help you fix. You know, we had a leak going in our bathrooms. Anyway, so I was thinking another interesting strategy. I guess it's better for real estate agents, but I'm pretty sure it would work for investors as well. Is to find that guy in your market or in your neighborhood. And then essentially figure out a way to do some sort of partnership with them. Because if everyone's going to them for recommendations and you're an agent, and someone goes to them and says, hey, by the way, do you know someone who can list my house? Or do you know someone who can help me find a house? The reason why you're going to use someone that has that black book of vendors if you keep using them over and over again, and they keep giving you good recommendations. So if you can be that person's recommendation, it's basically free business you're getting from people. And depending on how big they are and how well-known they are in the community for their recommendations, I'm not sure if it's like a Florida thing, but there's like certain people out here that are like the hub's of all of the different recommendations for your home. Mm -hmm. So if it's like that elsewhere, it'd it'd be good to find that person and get in their black book. So kind of slightly the reverse of this, how to stay in touch, so be the person in the black book rather than having the black book. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: So I think it's being intentional about who you have relationships with and creating something that has recommendations and then you reaching out to people who have a wide group of customers or clients and then saying, hey, by the way, if you ever need people for XYZ, i Z, I'm your person because I have a lot of different relationships mm-hmm. and I can help you find the right person. Exactly. The second thing is from James Denard. And James is the co-founder of Heaton Denard, which is a brokerage service specializing in building long-term wealth and financial stability for clients. So basically his company does residential properties and one thing that fix and flips and things like that. So two things that he mentioned that I wanted to point out. One is he said when you're pulling a construction permit on a house that you're renovating, he suggests that you pull a permit just for a particular phase of the project versus the whole building because what he did initially is he'd pull a permit for the whole building and that didn't allow him to earn income by renting out one of the sides of the building. Say you're doing construction on four units, he would initially do the whole building and then he was out income during the construction phase of units one, two, and three, even though he's only working on the fourth unit. Whereas now he pulls a permit for the particular unit that he's working on or particular aspect of the building is working on and he's able to still get income from the other side or other sides. That's one thing that he's learned because I asked him, what are you doing differently now versus when you started? And he said, well, I'm not pulling the full permit on the building. That way I can make money along the way during the construction phase. And the other thing on a separate note is I asked him, what's the deal you lost money on? he said he lost $75,000 on the house. And there are two reasons why. One is he ran into contractor issues. So he went through two GCs and a subcontractor. That happens, right? But the second thing he mentioned is on that same property, the driveway was steep and he thought he could grade it, but he had to put $35,000 in structural concrete walls. And he also had to get a permit. And he said, if it's a structural item, slow down during the purchasing process or the valuation process just to make sure that you've got all your costs estimated properly. He said it was so steep that one of his project managers a week on the job actually totaled his car trying to pull into the driveway because it caught the tires and then the tow truck came and the tow truck pulled the axle off or something like that. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, crazy. And so just cautionary tale for that. Any comments on that one? I do not know. Okay. And then lastly, Gary Boomershine. I really enjoyed our conversation. We talked about probably a direction he didn't think we were going to go. And I'm glad that we went this direction. We talked more about how he has built his company and some things that he has in place. So he mentioned at the beginning of our conversation, so Gary founded realestateinvestor.com in 2005 and ariavault.com. He also has that so He's got, I think, like 90 or so employees, I believe. Don't quote me on that part. But he's got a decent sized team. And he talked about how he is in, I want to say, nine masterminds. And they range from $50,000 to, I think, $50,000. And I asked him some things that he's learned from those masterminds. And he mentioned a couple things. And that's, that's what I want to share with everyone. One, he mentioned the 5103 rule. So wake up at 5 a.m. Don't start the business day until 10. So from 5 a.m. to 10 a.m., he journals, he reads, he cleans, he comes up with one thing or now three things that he's going to do today that will move the marker in the business. So that's kind of business, but still it's more planning, not executing He's in the gym for two hours. That's a lot of time, time. 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. What the heck are you doing? He's like, well, I'm in the gym for two hours. He said he journals for about an hour and a half. And then the three is he finds three things that he's going to do today that will move the needle. And I'm not going to do the 5, 10, 3 thing because that 5 a.m. and 10 a.m. gap is too much for me. But I found it interesting, and maybe that's something that some best-ever listeners want to practice certainly Hal Elrod's approach for the Miracle Morning is noteworthy to mention during this conversation too. So checking that out. That's one thing Two is that once a quarter, he flies his team to meet in person. And Theo, I think I'm going to start doing this once a quarter, having you fly in to meet along with Cody and some other team members because I think it's important for us to meet in person four times a year. It's not that big of a deal to get together four times a year, but it will be important just to recap what the quarter looked like and where we're headed. He also mentioned that he noticed that he has initiative in business. Like he's initiator in business. He's very proactive, but not as much in his personal life. So he's working to correct that and, I noticed I'm the same way. I'm an initiator in business, but I don't take as much initiative planning things or doing certain things in my personal life. So I took a page from his book and I'm I'm gonna be more intentional about that. And then lastly, he has a family calendar and I thought that was a useful thing to have. I've got a business calendar clearly, but what about a family calendar for things that we wanna do or experiences we wanna have or people we wanna see? And I thought that was something that was worthwhile to do.
0: I'll work backwards over so the calendar part. I remember growing up, we had a family calendar and we had different colored markers for all the different personal things the kids got to do for that month. So that's kind of something you can do too, is you kind of have a calendar and it's color coded for business and for personal. I guess you can do it on your phone, but I think it's better to actually have it, maybe yeah, put it on your, on your back wall or whatever. Yeah. And then for the 5-10-3 rule, I think that's interesting. Obviously, five hours is a long time. I think the whole idea behind it is figuring out and dedicating a block of time to those tasks that might not seem super important by doing them each day, but they definitely add up over time. So you can tell yourself, Oh, well I can work out tomorrow. But if you don't ever do that and you go months and months and months without working out and that's going to be an issue. Same with obviously cleaning your house, same with journaling, reading, things like that. And then also for me is figuring out what time of the day you're most productive. Mm. So most people can work two, three, four, five hours straight, depending on retention span, is figuring out, okay, if I start working at 10 and I work from 10 to noon or 10 to two nonstop, working at two to four hours, I'll be more productive during that time than if I started working at 6 a.m. till 10 a.m. or 6 a.m. till 11 a.m., 12 a.m. or whatever, just figuring out when you're most productive, I guess is my point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I agree with you, 5 a.m. is a little bit too early for me, but I maybe do like a seven, nine three or something like that <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: what about the quarterly
0: meetings i'm down just trying to do it on poker night I'm, this is the first <laughs> thing that came to my mind I, I keep seeing those on facebook <laughs> i can't play i haven't played yeah. poker in a while
1: uh, so for some context best ever listeners i run a monthly cincinnati meetup and from that meetup has spawned a monthly poker game where we just rotate different houses and we all play poker once a month uh, low 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 stakes (laughs) yeah well i would love to schedule it during a a
0: poker night cool all right let's move on to the trivia questions so last week's trivia question ended the month of international questions the question was what country is home to the most expensive house in the world and the answer was the united kingdom buckingham palace which is valued at 1.55 billion dollars so if you're interested in moving in there, I guess you need to raise a ton of capital. This week's question, <laughs> this week's... Uh, is it for month, sale?
1: I don't think it's for sale. I don't
0: think it's for sale, but I think if you offered 1700000000 billion, they'd probably sell it to you. Uh, okay. All cash. So this month, we're going to do Jeopardy style questions. So the answers are going to be, what is, and then the answer. I hated Jeopardy. <laughs> Go ahead, though. <laughs> the city where 63% of the people... Who are searching for a place to rent are from outside that particular city so this is a city that's attracting the highest percentage of people in the country what is that city
1: the city where 63 percent of the people who are searching for a place to rent are from outside the city well new york city's the number one thing that comes to mind If I was having to put a dollar on this, I would say New York City, but since I don't have to put a dollar on this, I'm going to say San Francisco.
0: Okay. So the first person to answer this question correctly, you can either submit your answer to the YouTube comments below or at info at Joe Fairless, you'll get a free copy of our first book. And then lastly, we're going to discuss the free apartment syndication resource of the week. So each week, every Wednesday and Thursday, we release two Syndication School podcast episodes. They're also on YouTube as well, where we talk about the how-tos of apartment syndications. And for all of those series, we release and offer some sort of free document for you to download. This week's document is from series number eight, which is about how to build your all-star apartment syndication team. So that starts at episode 1548. We basically walk you through All the different team members that you need to bring on, in what order, and then how to interview them, and then what to expect them to ask you. And the document we gave away for the episode that we're highlighting is the team building spreadsheet. So essentially it's a spreadsheet that lists out all the team members that you need. It's a place for you to track your progress for building your team. So you know who you've talked to, who you've actually decided to hire, and all of their contact information. You can download that at the show notes of this episode or the show notes of 1548 or at syndicationschool.com.
1: Theo Hicks, enjoyed our conversation. Best ever listeners, thanks for hanging out. Hope you got value from it and we'll talk to you tomorrow. If you own a rental property, TransUnion Smart Move can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to TenantScreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. Have you heard about the latest podcast for entrepreneurs called Tough Decisions? Listen to Dan and Danae Hanford as they interview successful people from around the world about tough decisions as entrepreneurs. Visit toughdecisions.net and be sure to subscribe to their free weekly entrepreneurial email. That's toughdecisions.net.